This show is brought to you by earpeeler.com. What's up, everybody? This is John Bush from Armored Saint, and you are cranking it up. Hey there, this is Joey Vera from Armored Saints, and you are listening to Mars Attack. This is Doyle Wolfgang von Frankenstein of Doyle, and you are listening to Mars Attacks. Hey, what do you say? Be careful, because Mars Attacks. This is Bobby Blitz from Overkill. You stay tuned. Hey, this is Chuck Billy from Testament right here on Mars Attacks. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, this is Dave Windorf from Monster Magnet, and you are listening to Mars Attacks. Hey, what's happening? This is Tommy Victor from Prong and Danzig. Hey, all, here's Andrea Peter from Sepultura and De La Tierra, and you're listening to Mars Attacks. Enjoy. Yo, what's up? This is Frank Fellow from Anthrax, and you are listening to Mars Attack. Turn it up! Hey, this is Richard Patrick from Filter, and you're listening to Mars Attack. Hello, everybody. This is Max Cavalera, Soulfly. You're listening to Mars Attack. Stay metal. This is Brant Bjork. And you're listening to Mars Attacks. So keep listening. Hey, what's up? This is Kyle from The Sword, and you're listening to Mars Attacks. Hey, this is Jack Russell from Jack Russell's Great White. You're listening to Mars Attacks. Oh, yeah. Welcome, one and all, to episode number 151 of the Mars Attacks podcast. I'm your host, Victor M. Ruiz, and we are back once again. This episode will feature a very special interview with Mr. Jack Russell, known for obviously Great White and now his new band, Jack Russell's Great White, not to be confused with Great White. There you go. <laughs> um, Jack was really cool. I really enjoyed talking to him. And I listened to other interviews that he had done previous to this to try to throw in some other questions in there that he hadn't um, had thrown at him in the past. And I mean, I can honestly say that when I used to live in New Jersey, I used to work up in Hackettstown and my boss, Andy Blake and I used to listen to Great White religiously. I mean, we would listen to... um, uh, the first EP, which was Stick It by the time, uh, well, the cassette that he had was Stick It, and I ended up buying it on CD when I moved overseas because I found it for relatively cheap, and I was like, shit, <laughs> I'm picking this up. So we would listen to that all the time. We would listen to uh, a bunch of different things by the band. Um, I mean, I had a, a lot of stuff on CD, but definitely... Stick it uh, once bitten, and there was the um, sail away the live album, which he really dug, which we played a lot, and then there was um, Psycho City, which he had on cassette. Somehow, someone ended up glomming that. I had it on CD, um, so we would end up listening to that on on CD. It, I mean, it, it was one of their lesser known albums. I get to ask Jack about it. And um, I don't know, I I always found tracks off of that cool. And it was at a time where, you know, the the music paradigm was shifting. And I think that they still put out a great album at the time. So um, I also have a a little uh, outside interference there, or actually a, a 
outside question, which uh, Chris Sinzak of the Decibel Geek podcast uh, helped me out with. Uh, I actually said to him, hey, I know that you're a fan. If you got to uh, ask Jack Russell a question, what would you ask? And it's in there. Um, so, yeah, so, th- so this week I've been really busy with a ton of things, obviously working on Ear Peeler. If you haven't checked that out, that's my podcasting news site. Uh, I've been trying to frantically work on this. I started working on it yesterday, and there were issues. I'd be smart if I turned my phone off. Um, there were issues with the sound, and it was just fucking driving me crazy. And um, I'll mention that in a second, uh, because that all ties into my whole Patreon spiel that I'm going to give you guys. Um, but yeah, I've been working on, you know, uh, like I said, Ear Peeler, been working on the Mars Attacks episode. I just uploaded a Victor M. Ruiz uh, podcast episode, which um, deals in depth about the whole Patreon thing. And um, I've also been working on videos for the this Patreon campaign that I launched. Um, they suggest that you do seven videos, one per day for the first week that, that of the launch. I've done four just because I haven't had time. It's been impossible um, to do so with, with everything that I have going on without even counting my family life, you know? Um, for those that don't know, I'm also working with uh, Talking Metal again, doing some stuff on their website, uh, adding some content. Uh, there's there's a on this day um, column, I guess, or on this day post. I don't know how you want to classify it, but I've been helping out with those. I've also been helping out with some of the news articles, also, and it's it's been cool working with uh, Mark like that again. Um, and uh, hopefully, you know, guys, go over to Talking Metal dot com and and check these out. Uh, I I try to throw in some, you know, various musical tidbits. Been doing a lot of things regarding shows and and things like that, and trying to tie it in with you know the uniqueness of maybe a, a set list or when someone has come and gone from a lineup or or things of that nature. You know, um, yesterday what I sent him was based on Iron Maiden, and it. Just so happened that yesterday, February 24th, they played at a venue in England uh, on the Killers Tour. And exactly a year and a day later, which as I'm recording this, it is February 25th. So a year later, they kicked off the Beast on the Road Tour for uh, obviously Number of the Beast in that same venue. <laughs> it's so fucking weird. So exactly, you know, it's like a Shakespeare thing. A year and a day later, um, they played that same venue. Kicking off, you know, what would be a, a very different dynamic for the band. You know, there are still people out there that will argue that they enjoy the Diano stuff better than the Bruce stuff. There's a small minority because obviously they're huge. They've been huge with Bruce. Uh, it was Clive Burr's last tour with the band. And uh, as much as I love Nico and his playing, 
Clive just has a certain feel and a certain way that he plays that, man, there, there's just certain things like off the number of the beast, the prisoner. You listen to that intro. I've heard Nico do it a bunch of times. I've heard uh, Bruce's band do it. And it just is never the same because it's just that feel. It's just, it was just Clive's internal clock or however you want to, you know, look at it, that his playing was so special that it sounded different and unique and it was just so great, you know? So, um, if you, I mean, Number of the Beast is, if not their most popular, one of their most popular albums, so definitely check that out. And um, it's strange because with the 24th also, uh, I was able to dig up information that um, uh, he didn't use. Uh, I sent different options. Uh, one was they played uh, in Biloxi, Missouri, on the Power Slave, on the World Slavery Tour. And then a year later, in 1987, they played the, I believe it's a San Diego Civic Auditorium on the Somewhere on Tour, uh, which was basically, you know, the, the, the Somewhere in Time Tour. And it was cool to see, you know, the difference with uh, what they were playing from, from one tour to the other. Maiden has always been a band that's mixed it up from one tour to the next. So, you know, my hat's off to them for doing that. When you have so many bands that haven't changed their set list in, uh, you know, 30 to 40 years. So, and uh, the other cool thing about the whole talking metal uh, thing, Mark is posting uh, like opinion pieces and different things. You know, he posted two articles that were Ozzy related, one about Zach Wilde possibly coming back to the band. The other one, and this is based on an interview that uh, was done on Iron City Rocks. And it's, you know, he mentioned that it's possible that Gus G doesn't even know whether he's in the band or not anymore. So it'll be interesting. To see, there's there's definitely a song, and and Gus G is it might possibly be the if not on the next episode, it'll be the episode after that. But um, there is definitely um, something strange going on there because there there's a song off of his new Firewind album that sounds a hell of a lot like Miracle Man, at least to me. It, it sounds similar in style, and you would think, shit, this would be perfect for Ozzy. So, and, um, you know, I, I remember back in the day, there's, there's a um, fairly well-known musician, someone who's been on this show quite a few times anyway, uh, maybe more infamous than, than famous, but... Uh, one of the things that he mentioned was the reason that Ozzy split the Sabbath was because he wasn't happy with what he was hearing from, from Gus. I don't know. Uh, there were also those um, uh, Ozzy and Friends dates that were done uh, when Tony got sick. And those shows had four guitars on stage sometimes. They, they had uh, Gus. They had Zach. They had... Uh, Slash, and they had Tom Morello on certain instances, and even Adam Wakeman was up on stage playing guitar. So, 
who knows? Uh, the other thing to consider as well is that Ozzy is writing his new album with Steve, St- excuse me, Steve Stevens and Billy Morrison, both who are currently in Billy Idol's band. And Ozzy has credited Billy Morrison for uh, helping uh, helping him with his sobriety. So there you go. I actually got to see uh, Billy Morrison DJ <laughs> at the Viper Room. Was right after Ace Fairly played there. He was the uh, the DJ that jumped on, and it was cool because um, his bass playing is on one of my all time favorite albums, which is the Cult Beyond Good and Evil. I've talked about that album quite a few times. So, um, anyway, moving things along, I did want to mention the Patreon real quick. Uh, like I said, I go in depth into the whole thing on the Victor M. Ruiz podcast. Uh, you can also go to um, uh, Patreon forward slash Earpeeler if you are interested in partaking or if you're interested in just seeing the videos that I've posted explaining about different things. And it boils down to this um, I want to try to fund the site further because of the cliche, you know, wanting to take this to the next level. Uh, There are a lot of cool ideas that I have, a lot of cool ideas that people have sent me uh, for doing things that would make the site unique and and would make it more, um, a more pleasant uh, experience, let's say. Okay. Uh, And I want to do all this stuff. But to begin with, I need to upgrade the server's where the the site is hosted. And I actually received notification yesterday that they're moving me over to another server because of database issues and because the server where I am right now, it's shared with other people. And what I want to build towards is not only upping, you know, the horsepower behind uh, the server, what powers the site, but I want to take it beyond that and um, and honestly, get on a dedicated server, which is what all the big sites out there are on. And what that will allow us to do is, you know, have little to no issues with, uh, you know, sluggishness with um, uh, with you know the sites down. You guys probably don't see it, but I see it on the back end when I'm adding information where it goes down from time to time. And, um, you know, I'm frantically working to bring it back up. And um, these are some of the things that I want to do to improve the site. And obviously that costs money. Um, So what I'm trying to do is, first of all, raise funds to, uh, you know, within the same server where the the site is located, first of all, upgrade the... um, you know, the, the hardware behind it and then take it to the next step beyond that and get on a dedicated server with a specific, you know, I, I would have uh, technicians on call to help me out with different things. And uh, there are other aspects that obviously I would need a developer to help me with. Uh, but there's that. Um, beyond that, I would want to build the site out and implement a lot of these cool features that I have in mind uh, in order to do that again, that costs money. Uh, it isn't just as simple as, you know, it, 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 there's a stark contrast between what I need, what my requirements are, 
for my podcast website as opposed to what Earpeeler needs. Earpeeler needs a lot more horsepower behind it to make it work, to make it work correct. And if, you know, I want to be in the um, conversation when it comes to, you know, some of the other news sites, I need to be on somewhat on, on the same level, I think. At least that's my perception. And, you know, I want to make sure that I'm not wrong. You know, I've invested a lot of time and money into this and we're past 26,000 posts at this point. And, you know, I want to make sure that this serves for something that people are into it. And, you know, maybe, maybe they're not, maybe this is just me. uh, Maybe it's wishful dreaming on my end to, uh, to do something like this, but I've seen it time and time again, where, I've worked on projects or worked on different things. And once things are dead in the water, all of a sudden, you know, people come out of the woodworks. Hey, you know, what happened to this? Or why aren't you doing this anymore? And it's like, dude, where, where were you? when I was like, you know, when we were asking for, for people to, you know, to listen or people to back or people to do this or that. And then, you know, it, it just, it just sucks. I, uh, you know, the old adage, you don't know what you got till it's gone. And and I realize with the podcast format, not everyone listens to it when it comes out. They listen to it whenever they have time. And it happens to me. I have a bunch of podcasts that, um, that I have backlogged to listen to it some other time. Uh, anyway, so, so yeah, so my third goal there is to rework the site so that behind the scenes, we're able to implement a lot of the features that I want so that when you come to the site, you, you have all these new unique features that make you want to come back and, you know, uh, set up certain parameters so that, you know, when you do come back, it posts the information or displays what you want, like as your headline, you know, as opposed to having to sift through things, um, whether that's, based on, you know, the, the subject matter or based on a band or, or based on, you know, a show or shows that are similar to it, you know, th- things of that nature. These are things that I want to work on and, and implement. And there, and there are a lot of other things that I have in mind. Um, beyond that, like I said, I was fighting with the sound uh, yesterday. You know, everything that I have here in my quote-unquote studio is either used or several years old. And I need to upgrade a lot of the, this stuff because it's, it's a battle every time that, you know, I have to sit down to record something that I need to start playing around with cables and turning things on and off and just doing all types of different things to get everything to sound good, basically. And, you know, sometimes it's it's very aggravating, and and after you know an hour and change of fussing with things, I I go with, well, this is as good as it's going to get, so let me just go with this. And I don't want that. I want this to sound the the best that it possibly can. Also, as I mentioned, I have these Patreon videos that I'm putting together. the The idea is to build towards a uh, Patreon exclusive. Um, video cast where you know I do different ear peeler related things and they're going to be posted there for people that back the campaigns and um, 
right now it it's sort of okay, but uh, you know, one of the things when you work with someone on a podcast who actually has a small film house and does commercials and documentaries and their own, you know, shorts and things, you you start to have, you know, well, you know, if you did this, you could improve this. If you had this, you, you know, so it's one of those things where, you know, I, I would like to rebuild what it is, my, you know, audio, my, my AV studio is how I put it, my audio and visual studio. So I want to, you know, try to acquire better equipment so I'm not constantly fighting with what I have. And at the same time, I, I want to be able to do, you know, these these video podcasts. And uh, they all tie into Mars Attacks and everything else. So, I mean, if you back the Ear Peeler Patreon, it's it goes towards Mars Attacks as well, is, is what I'm saying. Because it's going to improve the same server where Mars Attacks is hosted. Um, there is... You know, I do have a plan to launch a Patreon for this, but I do want to see how it goes with your peeler first. And, you know, because uh, it took me a very long time to deliberate and figure out what I wanted to do to, you know, la- launch this because I want to make it something that's worth, you know, anyone that backs any project that I'm involved in. I want to make sure that it's worth your while. So. So that's that. Um, so if you want to check that out, it is Patreon forward slash Earpeeler. So there, there will be links uh, in the show notes as well. And, um, and before I forget, you know, anything social media related, go to MarsAttacksRadio.com and you will find all of our links at the top and the bottom to Facebook, Twitter, Google+, Tumblr, uh, over to Stitcher, over to iTunes, over to Google Play and our RSS for those that prefer to work off of, or prefer to work with a different program and just need an RSS feed. It is there. So uh, you can donate also if you don't want to get involved with the Patreon. Uh, people have brought to my attention that you know they can't subscribe to something and they can only donate now and then which is cool you know i understand we're all we all have to look out for ourselves first and i understand that you know asking people to donate or to fund a project you know is a big deal i i don't take this lightly and i greatly appreciate anyone that steps forward and lends a hand uh there's a donate button on the right hand side of mars attacks uh, where it says support the show and on ear peeler, it basically says support, support the site. Uh, it says donate. And then under that, it has a, um, it has the Patreon logo. So, uh, anything you guys can spare is greatly appreciated. So, and the other thing I mentioned this during the other podcast, uh, take this into consideration as well. Um, if you, you know, with the quantities, the quantities also reflect taxes that I have to pay (laughs) for receiving any types of donations. A lot of people don't realize that, but, uh, you do have to, um, if you make more than a certain amount, you do have to declare it. And, uh, I have to declare in two countries. So fun, fun, fun. Anyway, 
So yeah, the the other thing that you can uh, help out with, I mean, if if you don't want to donate money, another way to do it is clicking on the Amazon links on any one of the sites that I run, and um, a small kickback comes to us based on you know what you purchase. If it's something that falls under you know the categories where you know something can be uh, given as a kickback, because there have been instances where. You know, purchases have been made, but it doesn't fall within the parameters. Um, there is also, uh, you you can also go to Advertise Cast. You can just click on Advertise from the menu bar on MarsAttacksRadio.com. And uh, if you have a band, if you have a product, if you have a book, anything you want to promote, you can go there and just buy an ad directly. So there you have it. I've yammered along here for almost 25 minutes and um i apologize to those that uh that don't like hearing me yammer along just want to get to the interview but uh we're gonna play a track off of the new jack russell album this is actually i shouldn't say a track we're gonna play a sound sample uh because the the ultimate idea here is for you to check the album out and um the album is very diverse you know it's got stuff that uh you're you're gonna associate it to gray white because obviously his voice and there are other things that are completely different off of here so uh let's get into the the track that i heard first off of the album and it is called blame it on the night And then we're going to jump right into the interview with Jack Russell. saw it coming is so diverse i mean there are tracks that sound like classic great white and there are a lot of things that really sound like they stray from the typical box that people are used to hearing from you was that something you purposely went for when you wrote this album or did it just come out uh, you know while you guys were writing the material yeah that was exactly it i mean you know you have a combination of writers that's different than you know, then Great White, you know, me and Robbie Lochner, as opposed to Mark Kendall and myself, you know, or Michael Arty and myself, um, 
you know, it's going to come up with, you know, you got different ingredients, you're going to come up with different cake, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And um, I happen to like the taste of this one a lot better than anything else I've baked, you know? <laughs> and that's just my truth, you know? I mean, uh, I really love this record. I think it's the best thing I've ever done. Um, and, you know, and I mean, I don't mean to sound humble when I say that. That's just, you know, how I feel about it. And, and you know, I, I would buy this record if it was somebody else's. You know, it's that good. I mean, for as far as I'm concerned, and of course, you know, people say, of course, you're going to love it. It's your own record, but <laughs> you know, I've done stuff before that I haven't liked. Right. You know, but it went on. It went on a record because that was, you know, the the vote or whatever. You know. Right. So you know, not I've never. I'm not proud of every single thing I've ever done. And I think that's Except for this album. <laughs> I, I think that's being fair and honest. I mean, how many, how many people put out something that you're, you know, that you listen to that you 100% absolutely love? There's always things that you like more than something else. And as an artist, you know, there's always going to be some songs that you like more than others. And, and as you said, you know, sure, in, of course, in, in absolutely. A, in a group I... environment, you know, you sometimes just have to go with the flow. Yeah, absolutely, you know, and, and everybody has their own taste, I mean, and everybody, yeah. I mean, we're music, I'm a music consumer as well, I'm not just, I don't just make it, I love to listen to it, you know what I mean, it's yeah. not like I just play my own stuff all the time, <laughs> you know, which is, you know, not something I wouldn't do, but, you know, it's not, you know, what I do. Gotcha, okay. So, was there anything that you purposely wanted to do when you set out to record this album? Um, I just wanted to have a collection of great songs, you know, that's, that's what I wanted to do. And, um, you know, I feel I've achieved that, you know, um, it wasn't, well, what I, I can say what I didn't want to do. I can say, you know, I didn't want to come out with what I think a lot of people expected was just a rehashed version of great white. You know, right. some old Great White album, you know, and I think that's what a lot of people are expecting. And, um, you know, I was really happy that that's not what, what it, you know, what, what came out of us when we started writing, you know. Mm -hmm. um, sure, certainly there's, there's always going to be that element of it because, you know, that's part of who I am. I mean, Great White's music is, you know, I had a lot of uh, a lot to do with that, you know, and um, so some of that's going to come through, of course. But you know, like I said, when you got a different a different partner writing, you know, and um, we're able to explore different areas and different things, like you know, like a song like uh, "Godspeed." I mean, you know, that is so far out of the box, you know. But I, I just think it's amazing, you right. know. If I when I listen to all the vocals and the harmonies and the blendings and I mean, that was something Robbie pulled off. I mean, I, you know, I wrote the song with him and, and the lead vocals and, and, you know, we recorded it. And then, and then he goes, look, I want to take this and make an acapella song. I said, what? Are you <laughs> kidding me? I go, what, like a, like a barbershop quartet? You know, the guys wearing straw hats and striped shirts and, you know, little canes and white shoes. You know, babies on board. <laughs> I go, he goes, no, no, more like a 50s thing, but really elevated. I go. I go, okay, well, let's see what you can do, you know. I go, oh, you trusted me on some stuff that you thought wasn't going to work, and, you know, um, all right, go ahead. So he went in and came back about a month later. He goes, hey, I finished that song. I go, what song? He goes, Godspeed. I go, really? 
Does you want to hear it? I go, of course I want to hear it. So he puts it on, and I just started laughing. I mean, I'm laughing uncontrollably, and he's got a look on his face like I shot his dog. <laughs> right. You know, I mean, if I was laughing any harder, I'd have been on the floor kicking my feet up and peeing myself. <laughs> and he's all, he goes, oh, what's wrong, man? You don't like it? And I go, are you kidding me? This is the coolest thing I've ever heard. I can't even believe you did this. I go, I love this song. He's all beaming, you know, he's got this big smile, like, wow, and he likes my kid, you know? <laughs> so it was uh, it was that was really a special moment and I'll never forget that you know when, when that was just one of those things you'll, you know you'll never forget that right. one moment you know yeah it was one of those we had quite a few of those on this record actually you know I mean we were just having fun I had so much fun making this record it was just it was just fun you know we just blew through the lead vocals man my voice is just working great Um you know, it was just it was just a lot of fun working with you know guys that would just really get along. We're like you know, it's like I don't know. I feel the kinship of this band like I've never felt. You know, and it is uh, and that's pretty hard because you know, Great White at one point we were really really close. You know, we were like I used to say, it's just you know, like we're closer than brothers and it's more than a marriage. You know. Well, so it ended in divorce, you know? <laughs> <laughs> right. But, you know, it, it was fun while it lasted, you know? And now I moved on to another chapter in my life, and uh, I'm really happy, you know, which is all I ever want to be is happy and healthy, you know? And my health is in, in pretty good shape. I'm in pretty good shape right now, comparatively speaking. Awesome. That's that's great to hear. And uh, you sort of touched on one of my next questions here. With all the different ups and downs you've had over the years with different band members and whatnot, how difficult was it to find the right mix with this version of your band? Was it difficult to it find took, all the pieces? Or? Yes, it was. Okay. Yeah, it was. It took a while. I mean, I started out, you know, and the only person that I have left from the original incarnation is uh, Robbie Lockman. He's been with me the whole time. Everybody else has changed, you know, if not once, twice, you know. Right. Um, but when I finally got my bass player, Dan McNay, I knew right then, I go, okay, this is the band that I want to record with. This is, this is Jack Russell's great white. So, um, I told my manager, okay, I'm ready to record. Here's a deal. So he did. And then we started working on the record. You know, we started like, um, full bore, like working on songs, writing songs. And it didn't, you know, it didn't take a long time, you know, but we were touring at, at the time. So, you know, it wasn't like we could dedicate a month to sit in the studio and record, you know, we had to kind of do it piecemeal, you know, but that, that was good though. I think because he had time to really live with the song for a while and go, Oh, okay. You know what? I think maybe we change this part, you know, or, or I don't like that lyric right there. I'm going to make it something else, you know? So it was, it was good. You know, it's a good way to do a record. I think that's a good way we'll keep continuing to do it like that, you know, spreading it out, not just going in and recording. You know, I want to have some time to live with it and make sure I really like what's on there, you know? Gotcha. That, that makes sense. I mean, you're, I mean, taking it step by step and really analyzing things in a lot of instances works better than something that you touched upon before, just rushing something out that's a rehash and that, for a lot of people, it's going to fall flat because they'll say, well, 
what do I want this for? I can just go back to you you know, the other record. Yeah, right. Yeah. So I already have this record with different lyrics. <laughs> that's <laughs> it's it. Like, Bo- like Boston too, you know. Yeah, absolutely. So you also reconnected with Tony Montana on this album. Um, what did his presence, or how did his presence influence the album and the band itself? Well, you know, Tony um, didn't do a lot of writing on this record. Um, he has his own thing he's doing uh, also on the side. And, you know, it's, it's Robbie, you know, loves to work and play guitar. So he, uh, you know, did a lot of guitars on there himself. And the writing, you know, yeah, Tony's got credit on some, some of the songs, you know, but his, what he really brings to the band is, kind of centers it, you know? I mean, he's really this mellow, you know, um, confident, kind of cool. He's kind of like the Pink Panther. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. And uh, it just kind of settles everything, you know? He's always been, he's always made me feel relaxed, you know? And, of course, he's familiar, and we've been through, you know, a lot of stuff on our own, you know? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, musically, he's an amazing guitar player. I mean, they switch off back and forth, him and Robbie and solos. And, you know, it, it adds an element to have two lead guitar players is really cool. Mm-hmm. You know? And um, he plays keyboards and he actually learned the harmonica so he could do rock. And, you know, I was like, really impressed with that. Huh. Uh, that's not an easy instrument. I've, I've tried and I just didn't have the patience, you know? Right. But, um, you know, he's, he's just... I think he just kind of centers everything. Gotcha. Okay. You just mentioned Rock Me. You've recorded so many cool, great songs over the years. Has there ever been an instance where you release a single and you've expected it to be huge and somehow that song gets overlooked for another song that you didn't feel was as strong? Oh, absolutely. Once Been Twice Shy, I thought was never going to be a hit. I go, this song just is never going to be a hit. I go, we'll do this song, and then, uh, you know, we'll get on to the real stuff, you know? Right. And uh, I couldn't believe it, you know, because it breaks all the rules, man. I mean, it takes, like, 45 seconds to get to the first chorus. <laughs> right. I mean, that, that's not how it's supposed to be, you know? Right. But there was something about that song and the timing of it, you know, perfect timing for it to come out, you know, in the summertime, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, people just ate it up, you know? And, uh, Still, when we play that song, it's still just, I can't believe it. I'm going like, God, it's so weird, you know? Right. When you have a bona fide hit, you know, how people will react to that. You know, it's just really a trip. I mean, we sold 800,045s wow. of that album, which, I mean, who buys 45s? Right. Well, I guess 800,000 people, I guess, you know? <laughs> but, I mean, it was really, really strange to me, you know? Pleasantly surprised by that. But yeah, you know, there's been songs that we put out. I said, oh, man, this is a hit for sure. Right. And just bomb. You're like, what? Why didn't that go? Right. It was a great song, you know? And it's just, there's so much involved in, in having his song timing and the, the label, how it works, the press. I mean, you know, it's not just writing a great song. Right. Because there's a lot of hands involved. And, you know, one person drops the baby, it's dead. Yeah, even if you have a great song and if the label's resistant to it, you know, that could yeah. just 
you know, knock it dead w- before anything even starts. Absolutely. I mean, you know, I, I, I guarantee you that Frontiers Records didn't expect the record that we delivered. <laughs> right. And I think most people didn't, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And which is, I'm, I'm really happy with, you know, I'm glad that we, you know, have exceeded most people's expectations. I mean, there are people, of course, aren't going to like it. And that's fine. You know, everybody's entitled to their own opinions, you know? Right. Um, but, you know, and my, my truth is that, you know, I really love the record. And I think it's, a, like I said, I think it's the best thing I've ever done. And that is, that is no BS. That's no trying to promote. That's just a fact. You know, I, I'm, I'm hoping that I can better the, with the next one, you know? It's tough when you make a record that you love so much and then try to follow it up. Wow. But right. you just got to let each, each record kind of takes on life of its own. You know, they basically write themselves. And I don't, I, it's hard to explain that, but um, that's just what happens. I mean, musicians will understand what I'm saying. It just comes from somewhere. I don't, I don't know where consider myself to be this musical genius, but there's been times where, you know, I've touched on it. So it's just, I'm the people that have surrounding me, this is such a collaborative effort, you know, especially with robbing myself, but it takes five guys to make this band. It's not just me. I'm definitely a major component of it because the singer, you know, uses the vocal part of the band. With a band, it's so important to establish a, a brand, per se, that people are associated to. And I get into this argument all the time with people about how, personally, I have no issue with you going out with the band name that you're using now with Jack Russell's Great White. People don't understand, in my opinion, how difficult it is, again, to build that brand and it wouldn't have the same sort of weight if you were to go out as, say, Jack Russell's Toy Shy or, or something like that. Yeah, right, exactly. Uh, you know, I was just talking to somebody about this the other day. Because how come you didn't just go out as Jack Russell? You know, or go out as Jack Russell and something else or change the name of the band? I go, you know, I, I, I always believe that, that, you know, if you didn't have the same guys, you know, it didn't mean anything. And uh, my manager, my ex-manager told me, he goes, you know, he goes, I could put five monkeys on stage. As long as I had the, the brand Great White, I could still make money. Right. And I'm like, there's no way. This band couldn't, uh, this band couldn't do go on without me. Mm-hmm. There's no way. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, I guarantee you could, Jack. Because I hate to, and I'm not trying to burst your bubble or anything like that, but he goes, I'm like, well, whatever, you think what you want. You know, and I came to find out he's right, you know. <laughs> You can you can put a monkey in and keep the name and, and you know, still have a band. Right. You know? So you know, and that's I meant that with no disrespect to Terry, you know. I just meant that in general. Yeah, yeah, no, you I know, um, I understand. But you know, it's it's true, you know, and I, I mean I see bands out there now and I'm not gonna say any names, but you know, there's a band out there with so I got one member of the band. And they're selling out, you know, they're selling out shows or playing for thousands of people. And, you know, it's amazing what, how much that means, you know, right. more than I ever thought it would, you know. But um, people are, are getting it now. They're starting to get, okay, Jack Russell's good. That's the singer, you know what I mean? There are right. people that already didn't know, you know what I mean? There's, there's the, uh, you know, the casual fan, you know what I mean? It has, it has the records, but 
maybe went to a couple concerts and um, kind of forgot about his CDs. But then here's the great white. Oh, yeah, I remember that. I love that singer. What was his name? I don't remember. I, when they get to the show and they're like, what happened to that guy that was singing? <laughs> right. You know, and, and I hear this all the time from people, you know, not so much now, but especially initially, you know, it was, uh, it was really difficult. I mean, it was, it was not difficult, but it was, it was different because it took a lot of time for people to finally grasp the fact that there was two versions of the band, you mm-hmm. know, because I mean, not everybody goes around the internet and goes on the rock sites and sees what's up. You know what I mean? They just don't. Yeah. And I don't. You know, I have to be willing to say, I just don't. I mean, I'm technology challenged. You know I mean? I, I do my lyrics on a stone tablet with a chisel. You know? <laughs> so it's, uh, it's different. So, I mean, but, you know, it's, my now more and more people are understanding that, you know, this is Jack Russell's great white and there's the other guys and, and you know, so it's, it's, our shows are getting better and bigger and, and, you know, it's, uh, as people recognize the two versions, you know, we're getting more and more people at our shows. So, you know, it, it's, it's really great. I'm really, really happy. I'm really excited about the new year. I'm excited about touring. I'm excited about the record. You know, uh, it's just, it, I'm, it's just a really great time in my life right now. You know? Excellent. And, as far as the uh, you've alluded to some of your past band members there, do you feel that there's any competition with them, and do you have any curiosity when they release material to hear any of that material? You know, no, honestly, I, I okay. don't think about them. I don't worry about what they're doing. You know, it has no bearing on what I'm doing. You know, okay. so for me to sit there and, and be concerned about everything they do, that's just more time I could be spending working on my career, you know? Gotcha. Okay. I mean, sure. I mean, you know, I, I, you know, initially I was like, you know, I was curious and I, I listened to uh, him singing a couple songs and I was put off, you know, I didn't, I didn't enjoy it. And so, uh, you know, hearing a song that I wrote with somebody else, like Save Your Love and, and hearing somebody else sing it, and it, it was just really weird, you know? It was like watching cover band almost, you know? And, um, you know, I listened to the new stuff, and, and you know, I, I thought it was all right, you know? I, I, but I didn't hear enough of it. I only, I only heard a couple tracks. I, I was watching a video, and um, then I heard another song once, and that was it. I just haven't, you know, I, I don't know why. I mean, you'd think I'd be like, I really want to hear what they sound like. I just don't have the curiosity. I'm just, I'm, I'm really focused on what I'm doing right now. You know, and I, I, and I'm really jealous with my time. I mean, I don't want to spend it in some, some way that's not going to be productive. Sure. That makes sense. You know, I can sit here and trash talk them through a whole interviews. So what good is that going to do? Me? Yeah. Yeah. You know, no, I, I, I said, I said, I said more than I should have initially. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It, it just, and I'm sitting, so I regret that time I spent, doing that, playing the same game, you know, with them back and forth in the press. And it's like, you know, somebody's got to take the high road and just say, you know what, it's my fault. And I mean, I would have, I would have fired myself. It was the same position. I can't blame them, you know, and move on. That's it. End of story. Gotcha. Okay. 
And there's a, a curious name that's come up over the years through uh, interviews that I've done and conversations that I've had with musicians uh, sort of um, off the air per se. And, and this name came up again in a recent documentary called uh, Inside Metal. The name is Dante Fox. And <laughs> the funny thing is there's someone that I interviewed who knew you guys back then as Dante Fox, and he's go gone on to become a, a well-known musician. And one of his comments was, which I always found funny, was, I love them as Dante Fox, but once they changed the Great White, something changed. So outside of the name, is there anything that you can pinpoint to say that there was a radical change between the Dante Fox to the Great White name change? Well, yeah, there was. I mean, we had Alan Niven come in and, you know, um, start producing the band. And it changed. We went from like a Judas Priest clone, you know, or Van Halen meets Judas Priest you know, and to a, a band that was writing really good songs. I mean, you know, I thought, if I listened to earlier stuff, I mean, it was okay, but I mean, we couldn't get a record deal with it, you know? Gotcha. But then it took, uh, it, you know, it took our own EP, which is songs that Mark and I wrote, you know, to get us a record deal. So, I mean, it wasn't like they weren't Dante Fox songs because they were, mm -hmm. you know? So, you know, I, 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 I think... The biggest change was when we had a keyboard, you know, and, and, and an extra guitar. That was the biggest change, you know, and that uh, made the band sound a lot different, you know. But, I mean, I thought for the better. Some people obviously didn't, so, you know. <laughs> right. Um, and you just touched upon the EP. I, I have to say that uh, one of my previous jobs, uh, we religiously played that EP, Once Bitten, and a album that was a little less known called Psycho City on a religious oh, yeah. basis. Um, I wanted to ask you about Psycho City. Um, is there anything from when you recorded that album or any track off of that album that still stands out to you today? Um, yeah, maybe someday. I just love that song. I love that song. We did it live not so long ago. And uh, I was just, God, what a great song. I mean, I remember when I first came up with that, it was like, um, it was a feels, the chorus was Feels Like Monday. You know? mm -hmm. And that was the original chorus. We changed it, of course. But, um, yeah, that was a, just a, a, I, I remember that song more than any of them. I like uh, Get On The Road, uh, uh, Get Back Home, or is it dun 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 got to get on the road. Mm -hmm. a long way to go, gotta get back home. Yeah, that's another good song. And yeah, I, I love that record. I thought it was a really good record. You know, I think the songs were too long. I mean, you know, Alan had Mark doing too much noodling on the end. I mean, pretty much when the singing stops, you should probably end the song not too long <laughs> afterwards because people just don't have the attention spans, you know? Hey, this is Jack Russell from Jack Russell's Great White. You're listening to Mars Attacks. Oh, yeah.
Everywhere You Go, A Little On The Edge by Great White off of Once Bitten. Man, do I love that song. It is just so damn good. There are so many great tracks off of this album. I mean, I remember having it on an old, one of these old gold Memorex tapes. I had recorded the album off of a uh, middle school friend of mine, Brian Cruz, and um, and not C-R-U-Z. <laughs> it, it's spelled Cruz, and I believe that would be German or something. K-R-U-T-Z, if I'm not mistaken. Um, Brian, if I misspelled your name, I apologize. But yeah, man, I... I, I recorded that off of him as a kid and, and loved it, and I've had it since on vinyl and and my own cassette and ultimately CD. So there you go. Um, and we'll get to a track off of uh, Psycho City uh, to end the the episode. Um, so, but anyway, I want to thank John Freeman for making that interview happen. Uh, I know that John has been posting on Facebook that his mom isn't doing well. Uh, I hope that, uh, you know, everything works out. And it seems as if things have gone uh, for a turn for the better. So I'm glad to hear that. And uh, I hope that she recovers. Uh, John has always been a, a great help and a great friend to the show. So I hope everything works out. And uh, I want to thank Jack for coming on. Uh, he lent some comments for the Classic Albums column, which, uh, you know, this seems to be like a running joke, but you know, I've had to push it back again, unfortunately, because of, you know, I, I need more comments from people, and I'm diligently working behind the scenes to try to get, you know, these episodes to be the best that they possibly can. And I still have a little more work to do. I've lined up some interviews for next week and hopefully we'll be able to launch the series really, really soon. So uh, be patient with me, guys. And, and I apologize. You know, I, I kept saying January, 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 and here we are end of February. So right now the plan is roughly a month from now. So let's hope, uh, let's hope I can adhere to that. So, in any event, I do want to thank you for listening. Um, Please spread the word about the Patreon campaign. Please spread the word about us, uh, about this show. Um, I appreciate anyone that helps us out, no matter how big or how small, whether that's retweeting this, whether it's posting it on Facebook, whether it's commenting on our Facebook on the show, Facebook uh, or Twitter or whatever. So, anyway, let's wrap things up. Coming off of Psycho City, uh, Jack mentioned that he really liked the song Maybe Someday. And that is a definitely a, a really cool song. But there's so many things on here that we listened to death. You know, literally, um, well, not literally, nobody died. Um, But we listened to it a lot. Let's just say that. We listened to it um, 
on a frequent basis. But, uh, you know, shit. Um, I'm, I'm going to go with the title track, Psycho City. It's just I love that track so much. But, you know, Step On You, Old Rose Motel is, is really cool. The Big Goodbye is really cool. Um, man, there's Get On Home. Like he mentioned, that, that song was really cool, too. I mean, there's so many really neat tracks off of this, and it's unfortunate that it isn't held in the same respect as some of the others. But definitely check it out if you haven't. So, there you go. Uh, so, let's end things with the title track off of the album Psycho City. This is Psycho City. Thanks again for listening. And see you next time right here on the Mars Attacks podcast. And check this out now. You guys got a problem. Did I do this to every mafia operative that I ever met? I pull the fucking hammer back on the gun and I say, well, that's nice that your mom's gonna come get you to fucking tomorrow. Right now, you ain't gonna make it past me tonight. And you better tell your karma to come put some protection around you then. And you guys gonna get up for you fly. I'll be waiting at the other end of the day.
Thank you for listening to the Mars Attacks podcast. This concludes our show. 